I really don't feel like it will affect creators a lot because at the end of the day, I do think that creators could still be a more affordable way for brands to advertise. So this might actually be a great time for nano influencers, for micro influencers who don't charge super high rates like macro or, or mega influencers do. Um, and also UGC creators. Welcome to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q&A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. Today, we have a repeat guest, the third time that Mr. D is back. back. Yes, and it's because today we are going to talk about the recession or the potential recession because technically the government has not officially announced that there is indeed a recession. I know this word may seem really scary to people, um, so I want to really first say that I'm not trying to spread panic and it's important that you don't start to panic at all, but it's also very important that we talk about it, that we understand where this is coming from and what we should do as creators and what we should expect in the coming months or even years. So yes, let's begin. All right, I'm back. So what questions do we talk about? Yeah, yeah. First of all, let me ask you a question. What makes you qualified to talk about finance and the recession? Oh boy. So I spent (laughs) uh, 15 years um, on Wall Street at a very large investment firm. Um, I learned everything about um, investing as well as the markets. Yes. And now I spend my time investing my own money um, and spending all my time learning about the economy and companies. Yeah, so he has a lot of insight into what's happening in the economy right now that we'll talk about. Is there actually an official recession right now? And what is the definition of a recession? So there, there is a office within the U.S. government that will declare if there's an official recession. Mm. Um, they say that it is a significant decline of the U.S. economy over two consecutive quarters or effectively six months. Um, and they will look at if there's a lot of job losses, obviously, if the GDP um, of the U.S. declines over six months. Um, so what recently happened was that the U.S. GDP did decline mm-hmm. about 1% for the first three months and another 1% for um, between March and June. So, so two consecutive quarters. So we have two consecutive quarters of decline, but it's really just a decline of 1%. If you look back at 2021, um, the economy grew close to 6%. And for such a large economy like the U.S., um, we typically go grow about two to three percent a year. So growing, you know, close to six is fantastic, and it's such a um, high growth time period. Then now we're just adjusting and going back to more of a slowdown. Okay, so it's kind of like we grew too much in 2021, and now it's not as fast, and so there's a bit of a correction happening. Yeah, it's kind of like when you get a hundred thousand followers and. One yeah. month, and then suddenly you get some unfollows, and you get a, some exactly. So, so you get some unfollows. Okay, so okay, that's, that's a good way to to explain it. But if you think about like in during the COVID times of um, March of twenty twenty, or you know all throughout 
March through June, the U.S. economy dropped close to 30%. That's really nasty. Mm. But, you know, slowing down to a drop of 1% for each quarter, that's not that bad. Yeah, and also unemployment isn't that high. In fact, it's reasonably low, right? Yeah, that's right. Like today, unemployment is not that high. Yes, there are certain um, parts of the economy that are laying people off or freezing hiring, particularly in the tech sector, mm-hmm. um, as well as in the crypt- as well as in crypto. But yeah. for the general economy, things are pretty strong. Particularly yeah. travel. Travel is just going. Yeah. Um, Super strong. Bananas. Yes, we were just traveling during the summer and the prices were insanely high um, inflation. And um, I think from what I have seen in the creator economy, around, I would say from March to June, it was pretty slow. So the gigs started to slow down. Partially because what I'm seeing and the people around me are often sponsored by more tech brands um, instead of more consumer brands. Uh, so there was a slowdown yep. in terms of brand deals and offers being put on the table. However, travel seemed to still go pretty strong. Travel influences were still doing pretty well. And now in the recent uh, few weeks, I'd say, I've seen a pretty strong bounce back and it seems to be mm-hmm. across the board with my other creator friends, and they're seeing more brand outreaches right now. So I think it's it's a good sign. But mm. I guess we don't know in the longer term, in the next six months, 12 months, or two years, could there potentially be a proper recession if should things go bad? That's what we have to watch out for. Right. Well, nobody knows. Yes, nobody knows. So we're not trying to predict if there will be a proper like bad recession. But we do want to talk today about several things that you can do should there be uh, should the recession situation become official or get worse. So as creators, we are technically freelancers or entrepreneurs. So we um, don't have a steady cash flow. We don't necessarily mm, have right. a set number of brand deals every single month. They could even be a month that just has no brand deals even. And so what are some of your best tips to... Um, Savings, right? Yeah. Actually, what I wanted to say was um, it's very important to save money and live below your means. And I think this is the area of your expertise. So maybe you can share some things that we can do if we don't have regular income. How should we protect against that? Yeah, in terms of not having a regular steady uh, monthly or weekly paycheck, I think it's really important to save. And I know a lot of people have problems or difficulty savings. And my suggestion is always just to um, save first, meaning like if you can set up two bank accounts where your first bank account is where the money comes in first and then you just take a little bit and move it to a separate bank account and that's the bank account that you see that you can spend on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. because the problem that a lot of people face and I face this myself um, but differently for, for food is that when I see something and I, I know that there's money in my bank account or there's like some delicious chocolate in front of me, I cannot control myself and I will eat it. So I think the best way for a lot of people is to not see your money. It's just not see your money. Yeah. Um, that's really helped me. Okay. 
So that's it, a tip on how to save as much as possible. What I would say is to really understand your expenses every month as a creator. So if you are a travel influencer, what are your typical monthly or yearly expenses on travel? How can you reduce those expenses or can you choose cheaper places to travel to? Can you choose not to fly and instead to drive or to take trains, etc.? and reduce your expenses. So the first thing you want to do is really sit down and have a hard look at how much money you spend each month and make sure you are actively trying to save as much as possible from there. And then from there also have an emergency fund because you know we don't have a steady paycheck. Mm -hmm. So we need this emergency fund. How, how much do you think we should be saving for um, this fund? Certainly at least three up to six months of um, personal living expenses. Mm. So the other thing I would add is when you look at your expenses, don't look at just one month because, you know, you may have gone on a trip or you may have right. had like a big um, one-time expense. So yeah. you should look over ideally three or six months if you can. So go to each month over this year or even last year and see, you know, yeah. there's a lot of actually great software that you can use um, that'll track all your credit card expenses and show you all of your expenses and then will also categorize it too. Mm -hmm. um, and I use this personally so that I can see and track all of my monthly expenses. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you, you should look at your expenses in terms of, um, is it personal or is it business? Mm. So then you can figure out, okay, do I want to cut more personal expenses, like let's say you cut a Netflix subscription, or do I have to cut some of these business expenses? And business expenses may be harder to cut. Right. Um, I feel like there's a great area for creators where a lot of our personal expenses overlap with our business expenses. So like you go and travel, part of the travel is for yourself, but part of it is to create content. So um, you got, I guess you kind of have to evaluate for yourself how much of it is actual business and how much of it is personal expenses. Um, for me, because I've been doing it for a while and then also I have team members. So there's quite a lot of expenses that I incur that I can list out clearly. And I know all the softwares, how much I pay every month. And it's not a small amount. <laughs> Maybe I should be reducing my expenses. But um, for anyone who might be in a similar situation as me, how much of the business expenses do I need to have saved up to keep my business running? Is it like six months? Is it a year? Yeah. So you should ideally have about six months um, of business expenses um, saved up because you're in a volatile like um, income, right? Yeah. As a again, as a freelancer, you don't know if you're going to get paid next month or in three months or six months. Yeah. And I think the one thing that's really unique about your industry is the payment periods. Like it, the yes. terms are, you don't get paid. Until you, you don't get paid immediately. Yeah, yeah, you send them an invoice and we then they pay you that. 60 days. Yeah, yeah. We can talk a little bit about that in depth. But so basically you recommend six months to a year of business expenses for um, people like me. Where yeah, I have yeah. clear business expenses. Right. Definitely look at your business expense and then also look at your personal expense. There's a lot you can do on the personal side, right? Um, yeah. There's a lot of entertainment. There's a lot of maybe like... Uh, food or travel yeah. and then the Ubers. Ubers, but also 
you know, you can go back and um, live with more people yeah. to reduce your housing expense. Okay. Um, you can commute with people to reduce your transportation expense. Yeah. And I think the other thing is you can always look at your income too. You know, a lot of people talk about cutting expenses during recession, but I think one of the interesting things is that you could also look at, okay, I might be in this niche or this category. Well, where are the sectors that are doing well in the slowdown, right? Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't categorize this as a big recession with an R, but it might just be a big slowdown or a small slowdown, depending on who you are in your industry. Okay. So, you know, if you are in, if you've been doing a lot of, let's say, crypto related um, sponsorships, that most likely is not going to come back the same way it was in 2020 or 21. Yeah. So maybe it's time to make either a soft pivot or a pretty hard pivot and look at other niches where you can um, find sponsorships. I oh. doubt we have any crypto influencers I'm, listening. <laughs> I'm just giving an example. Yeah. But, or if you're in, let's say... Okay, how about this? Like, If there is a proper recession with the R, which uh, niches would be affected the most? Yeah, well, historically, like travel actually was a niche that was really impacted mm -hmm. by a big recession because, yeah. you know, entertainment is one of the things that people cut first. Right. Um, and luxury. And luxury items. goods yeah. were one of the things that people cut first. Also, big item expenses like uh, real estate, oh, uh, right? Yeah, or yeah. even buying cars. Yeah. Those are big uh, things that people always mm. cut. But if you're in the budget niche, you yeah. might actually see a big boost mm. in your sponsorships or right. even in your um, following. Yeah. So like general lifestyle niche, if your um, your style and your brand and the things you typically typically talk about is budget, then you could be in a better place during a proper recession. Right. Right. Uh, we don't know when certain industries will you know rebound or when certain industries will soften but that's historically the industries that have weakened yeah i will say this is a very abnormal time because um travel is booming right now it is extremely expensive and people are still dying to travel yeah and uh, i just negotiated a travel deal that we had to postpone due to like calendar issues like i couldn't go when they wanted me to go, but like it was a five figure deal yeah, for, yeah. for a travel campaign just negotiated right now. Um, so I feel like travel is still very, very strong. Yeah. When you hear, so I listen to a lot of boring um, calls from companies and all of the travel companies are really strong. They only see demand. Um, they have a little bit of problems with uh, their pilots and yeah. their planes and obviously the cost of fuel. But outside of that, the demand for hotels and planes are just enormous. Um, but then the other thing that is really slowing down is actually um, buying physical stuff. Uh, E-commerce is really slowed down. Like if you're, yeah, the, some of the companies that are directly in e-commerce, uh, whether it's D2C or, you know, obviously selling online, those are not as strong. Uh, D2C is direct to consumer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they're seeing a big slowdown. It's it could be one because of supply chain. Like they're just like, I overordered thinking things were going to be great, um, mm -hmm. and now I'm sitting on a lot of inventory. So I'm rushing to sell. 
Uh, the other thing is that people are just not buying as many objects and physical goods, but they are spending their money on going to restaurants. They're spending their money on traveling again. Mm-hmm. Um, so the because we were shut down for so long. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I see. So only certain industries and niches are affected. Affected uh, disproportionately. Yes, yes, and also if if you had a lot of sponsorships from apps or software, you'll most likely see a pretty yeah. uh, significant uh, slowdown. Yeah, and the slowdown could occur for or could continue for the next couple of months to mm-hmm. a yearish. Mm. So a lot of my brand deals actually happen to be in tech because I recommend gear, I recommend tech apps that people can use and benefit from. And uh, fortunately, I still have a long-term deal that was signed earlier in the year. That's like a, a really big, big brand deal. However, the other companies that I was previously in touch with last year have never reached <laughs> back out, yeah. and they're in tech, and I'm sure they're suffering suffering. A good bit. Yeah, I, I would say really large, uh, huge tech companies. They still have budget. They still have uh, marketing, advertising budget, and they will continue to advertise. Although you should expect for your rates to uh, be relevant uh, yes. in this economy. Yes. Um, but yes, large companies, large tech companies will still continue to advertise. It's just those brand new startups that got a ton mm-hmm. of money mm-hmm. and they were told to grow, grow, grow. And yeah. their method of growth was, you know, partially uh, influencer marketing, partially online social media marketing, or a range yeah. of different avenues. Yeah. They drastically cut down and they Mm. were told to um be very frugal Mm, okay good to know well we actually did an episode about how to calculate your rates a bit uh back a while back so you can go and scroll down if you want to listen to that and i talk about this concept about cpm which is cost per mil per thousand impressions how much are you charging a brand So I am going to assume that brands are now going to be very careful with the CPM that they are paying the influencer. They're not going to want to pay someone with very little reach a lot of money because that means per CPM, it's a very expensive price to Mm -hmm. hire this influencer. But that doesn't mean they're not going to hire influencers. I think it just changes the way that they structure their brand deals. And what that means is they will want to have... Uh, usage rights they will want to have a white listing rights so that they can take your piece of content that you created and run ads with them and so if you don't have because we couldn't guarantee brands how much impressions we get per post Mm -hmm. so if that post flops they can at least take that post and then put more money more advertising dollars behind it and reach more people so that's a way for brands to kind of like uh, save costs on influencers and so that's one thing that you can offer brands if you want to make sure to secure brand deals and when you're pitching to brands you can even bring this up yourself and mention it as one of the deliverables that you can negotiate in a deal because I'm sure that would be pretty attractive to them in these times where advertising budgets are a bit tighter yeah uh, so the the cost to post on Facebook has actually declined a lot. Hmm. So that's why Facebook or Instagram or all of their platforms. So brands would really look at taking your content and 
boosting it yeah. with cheaper ad costs now. Okay. Yeah. So some other tips uh, when you're reaching out to brands during times like these, if they have slashed advertising budget, well, number one is to remember that it really is a numbers game. So if you're not actively pitching to brands in volume, you, it's unlikely that you'll get as much inbound as before. So it's very important to make that part of your schedule, actively pitch to brands and actively follow up multiple times so that you can get into their inbox and be top of mind awareness. The other thing I really recommend creators do is to provide competitive package rates. So if a brand reaches out to you or if you reach out to the brand and they're kind of interested, um, I would really suggest to propose multiple posts or a combination of different types of posts. You can have in-feed posts, reels, stories, and then cross-posting on TikTok and then provide a big discount on this package maybe a little bit larger than what you would normally do, instead of try to go for like one post, one story and have that rate be really, really high because then these brands will get a better deal. They would be paying less per post and less per thousand impressions and they'll be more likely to um, want to discuss that package with you. So the bundle concept. Yeah, the bundle concept can be coming very, very handy right now. Um, another thing I would really suggest is to really over deliver on all of your brand deals. I mean, I always suggest to do this in general, but now more than ever, you want to make sure you are making it worth the brand's money, worth their while, give them a great impression so you will get repeat business as well. Or even if this person leaves this company to go to another company to be their a different company's PR person, they would also want to hire you in the future. Are you an aspiring creator who wants to get paid to be yourself and do what you love? Well, I have a free training that will help you achieve exactly that. This training will cover the four steps to landing paid brand deals, even if you don't have a ton of followers, so you can start growing and monetizing your social media following. Save your spot today at successfulinfluencer.com training or head to the link in the description. Now we can talk a little bit more about also payments, you know, how to get money from these brands. Um, one thing is that brands like to put in a net 30 payment or net 60. Sometimes it could even be net 90 in the contract. So let me just briefly explain what this is. Net 30 means you get paid 30 days after the day that you have delivered the content or, or the deliverables in total. So if it's, like five posts, only after the fifth post have been posted and then 30 days from there, you will finally get your payment. And so imagine 60 or 90 days, that would be really bad for you as a freelancer that might need cash sooner. One thing you can really emphasize to the brand when they are drafting the contract is that you need to have it be net 30 instead of net 60 or 90 and make sure to look into the contract for this little tidbit because it is going to matter when you get your money. I actually thought it was invoice date, not when the last post was sent. Actually, you could be right. Yeah, I think it, uh, it I should don't be think invoice it's... date. But 
Technically, yeah. you should be invoicing the day that the last much, thing was sent out. Yeah, pretty much right after you post,、yeah. you should be invoicing them. Another thing I really suggest you do is if you manage to negotiate any of these long-term deals that are one month or two months or three months that have multiple posts, then try to negotiate a partial upfront payment.、Um, I have done this before, and I got paid one third in the beginning of a. I think it was like six month. Contract and then in the middle and then at the end as well. So it's split into three payments. This will really ensure that your business has good cash flow, that you won't be running out of money to to keep on doing what you're doing, keep creating content, keep showing up,、um, and it's just more financial security for you as well. So during times like these, there is also a high chance that some brands might not pay you on time or might just ghost you altogether when it comes to brand payment. What is the best way to follow up and then badger them to get your payment? I think it's just you have to be cordial.、Um, okay. You definitely have to be polite、yeah. because, like you said, you don't know if that person working the brand or PR agency will go to a different firm. So it's always Uh, important to be polite and just constantly follow up. Set it in your schedule、mm-hmm. so that you know once a week you follow up,、yeah. and over the course of many many weeks, they will see your email and they'll remember. Oh, I gotta actually、um, pay. Yep. One more thing I can suggest is that some people may have left before you even got paid, and you have only have one contact in the company that you can reach out to. So what you want to do is reach out to somebody else. Ideally, the accounting team. You could even maybe find their accounting email. It could be like accounting at brand dot com, right? Or it could be another brand representative that works with influencers and ask them for payment. It does work. Wow, I've never heard of this. But、yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, when people move around so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially during these times, you can imagine they yeah, might be moving around、yeah. a bit more than usual. Interesting. So another tip is you can use companies like Willa Pay. I don't know if there are other companies like Willa Pay. There's a couple of like、um, credit card base、um, uh, for influencers Car- that might carrot. carrot? Yeah,、yes. but they're still working with a lot of mega influencers right now. I don't know、carrot. if they. Yes, I don't、right. know if they have branched out to a small to mid、um, level. Yeah, so anybody who's not familiar, Carrot is a credit card company that、mm-hmm. is for creators,、mm-hmm. and as far as I know, they are mostly giving the credit card to larger creators. But I've been reached out to them to, I think, start a credit card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.、Um, I just don't need an extra credit card. <laughs> we don't really have cash flow problems, I guess. So yeah, we、uh, we manage our cash flows okay. Yeah, and Willa Pay, on the other hand, is a slightly different type of company. What they do is, if you sign up and you invoice a brand, they will take a fee from your invoice, but they will pay you first on their credit. So if the brand doesn't pay you on time, you can sign up to Willa Pay and just. Invoice the brand that way. Willapay will pay you, and Willapay will have to go after the brand for the money. And they take a fee for you to withdraw early, and so that's I think basically how they make money. I think they have、Smart. some kind of referral program happening right now,、um, so you can definitely look into it if that is something you're concerned about. I personally wouldn't really work with brands that I think, you know, can't pay me. <laughs> And you have done that in the past. Yeah,、yes. but I'm、It's、very、boring. confident that the com-、yeah. the brands I work with can pay me. They're、yeah. very very big companies. Although 
I have had a very, very well-known brand. I'm not going to say what. They did not pay me for like six months.、Oh. It's a very well-known brand, and it took me six months to get my money. But、mm. I will say, I followed up for two months, and then I forgot for like four <laughs> months, and it was like thousands of dollars too. Yeah, and then、yeah. one day, I just wrote out of the blue. I remembered. I was like, "Hey, yes, hey!" I was really nice、yes. and polite. I was like, "Yeah, you didn't pay me," and immediately they paid me. Yeah. Oh, the other thing is, you have to keep records. The key、oh. is to keep records of. If they have paid you, and the fact that、um, you know you want to keep records of your contract with them,、mm-hmm. you want to keep records of have they paid you. You want to go to, you know, if they said, "Hey, I paid you around this date." You can use your bank statement to see if they actually have paid you around that date. Okay. Because、um, otherwise, that was、yes. one of the big problems too.、Mm, yes. So we have cross-checked with certain payments before, where maybe it was multiple installments of. Um, a couple thousand dollars, but then it totaled to like ten thousand dollars, and、um, we noticed that there was a missing payment. Yeah, 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 it was a strange missing payment in the middle of it. And then we, we had to go、accounting. back to the company and be like, "Hey, I think you're missing this one payment." Yeah, and then we settled it. Yeah,、um, there. Yeah. But so just know that these mistakes, unintentional mistakes, can happen too.、Mm-hmm. You want to keep an a good eye on what money is coming in. Not just your expenses of what's going out, but also for the brand deals, what's coming in as well. So, based on my personal observations, I do think that maybe there might be a small slowdown in brand deals, particularly maybe luxury brands, tech brands that aren't very cash heavy. They would want to be very smart about where they're putting their advertising dollars right now. However, I really don't feel like it will affect creators a lot. Because at the end of the day, I do think that creators could still be a more affordable way for brands to advertise. If you compare it to the traditional method to hire a professional photographer,、um, director, stylist, and rent a studio, etc., it would actually be cheaper for a brand to hire influencers. And so this might actually be a great time for nano influencers, for micro influencers who don't charge. Super high rates like macro or or mega influencers do,、um, and also UGC creators. And what that is is、um, user generated content. Basically, these are creators who don't need any kind of following. They probably don't have much influence, but they can create video content or photo content that looks like it was generated by a regular purchaser of the product. And these are relatively inexpensive, so brands would definitely be looking into hiring UGC <laughs> creators. And also,、um, in case you're not familiar, what what it means is also that you don't have to post to your feed in any way, and you don't have a minimum follower count requirement. They pay you based on the content that you created, and it looks like a very organic piece of content. It looks as if you're just doing a casual unboxing, or you're just trying something on, and you're seeing amazing results. So it's a very organic integration type of content, and not not so much like high end advertising content.、Mm. That is very popular right now because it's proving to be a great return for brands. And when they take that content and put paid ads behind it, it tends to give them great returns. So, if you are a, a nano influencer, micro influencer, definitely UG, creating UGC content can be a great way for you to make some cash、uh, consistently every yeah. month. Yeah, this this fits into the trend of also 
uh, cheaper ads uh, mm-hmm. for you know Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Um, so they're willing to put ad dollars. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that was my other point that ad revenue is decreasing. Um, what that means is just that it costs less to reach more people mm-hmm. with advertising like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads. But what that also means is that if you are on YouTube, <laughs> expect to make less money oh, yeah. from YouTube ad revenue. That's yes. most AdSense likely. AdSense is uh, definitely going down. Yes, yeah. it's already happened for yeah. 2022. It's definitely something that big YouTubers have talked about. Um, and so they are seeing a decrease in their ad revenue. Yeah, I think the one thing to remember during slowdowns, recessions, is that companies, particularly larger ones to midsize, will always continue to advertise. Mm. And why? Because if you don't advertise, nobody's going to buy from you. You make no sales. So at the end of the day, even in recessions and slowdowns, you will still see a big chunk of the world still advertise to connect to their uh, potential customers so that yep. customer can buy things and that company can make revenues. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, nobody makes any money. So that yeah. I don't think it's something um, drastic that we're seeing right now. But I do think that it's going to be very hard for the standard startup or the smaller company to advertise. And I think that's where a lot of people are seeing a big slowdown where mm-hmm. they saw big growth in 2021 with like brand new software or tech startups willing to advertise or brand new um, direct-to-consumer you know clothing company mm-hmm. I think those might pull those companies might pull back and yeah. maybe just do product based like free products um, we'll see yes one more thing is if your income as an influencer or creator is heavily dependent on affiliate revenue, um, affiliate payouts, where you get a percentage of the sales that you made from a recommendation and your tracked link, um, I feel like maybe that could potentially decrease if people's buying power decreases. Maybe not right now because things seem to still be doing okay. But if there is a proper recession, you will expect a lower payout with your affiliate revenue because people will simply just be buying less. Now that we have covered a lot of things and talked about all the things that you can do as a creator to to protect yourself money-wise and make more money with brand deals, um, what are some suggestions on what you can invest in during this downturn? Can this be a huge opportunity and not so much a loss. I know. Well, if you are really patient, if you don't need your money in the near term, uh, meaning if you don't need your money in six to nine months, then it could be a great opportunity. But if you are impatient, if you need your money really quickly in in pretty much a year, um, it may not be the best time to invest. And the reason why is... You know, you never know when the bottom for anything is. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, let's say, get in today and things go lower, um, and one, if you're impatient, you'll likely sell at the lows. Mm-hmm. Um, or two, if you just need money for your personal expense or for your business, then you'll likely have to sell whatever you buy um, and take a loss and then use that money to live or build your business right so right now um yeah so be very careful and have a long-term view yes on any stocks you decide to invest in or etfs yes 
Well, personally, um, our stocks have taken a hit, right? Yes. Um, because I am heavy in tech stocks.、Mm-hmm. I like to buy stocks that I believe in,、yes. and they happen to be mostly tech, like、yes. Wix, Squarespace. You、uh-huh. know, like even Google is down、PayPal、from when down. I got in.、Mm-hmm. PayPal, like these things、Amazon. that I really love. I also,、yeah. I also have Pinterest, which was a terrible <laughs> idea to to buy Pinterest at the time that I bought it.、Um, although I love. Pinterest, it's not doing so well.、Uh, yeah, so we personally are suffering a little bit in our portfolio.、Mm-hmm. But I personally have a very long-term view、yeah. on my investments. I am not concerned because I have great cash flow for my business,、mm-hmm. and I'm pretty careful with my business expenses.、Mm-hmm. So I、um, feel like it should be okay. I have patience. You have to, to, have to keep waiting it out and wait for things to come back up. That's right. Yeah, but during this time, I am looking actively looking for opportunities to also deploy more capital and see what I can invest in if there's a good opportunity. Like in real estate. Yeah, it could be real estate. I also want to properly start putting significant sums of money in my ETFs because I used to put more in like individual stocks and. Obviously, I'm not spending time researching every company, so it's kind of silly for me、mm-hmm. to think that I could make the best choices. Right. It, and I should really just put it in index funds so that I have a more guaranteed outcome、right. over a longer period of yes. time. Yes. Yeah. And so that's sort of my investment plan for the downturn. The other thing is, I really would like to look into real estate. Yeah, I've always been interested in real estate. It's been something that is fascinating to me, and I've never had an opportunity. And currently, prices are finally cooling down a tiny, tiny bit. They're just bit. cooling down, but、yeah. they're, they're still expensive, crazy expensive. expensive. And also, it depends on the area too. Yes, some areas are still flying. It's like flying off the shelves. Still, yes. Yeah. So I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for my opportunity. Housing in the U.S., housing in Australia, housing in Canada, housing in the U.K. Continues to be extremely strong. Yeah. One last word I want to say is that if you are currently an influencer who has been able to land some paid brand deals and you're very very concerned about whether you're able to get more paid brand deals in the future, what you really want to do right now is instead of spending all of your energy and effort trying to pitch to brands and get a paid brand deal, is to grow your account. Instead, focus all on growth. I、like、go all in on growth because if there are less brand deals right now. You still have the same amount of efforts. Deploy those efforts in the other aspects that could really make a difference later on. Let's say when we come properly come out of the downturn, recession, and things are booming, and you have already grown to hundreds of thousands of followers by then, you're going to be in a fantastic place to land really high-paid brand deals and take this full-time if you haven't already. So really think of this time as something you can use to your advantage. This is your moment to race ahead. There will be some people who might decide that they don't want to do this anymore during this time because they couldn't see brand deals coming in. So this is your opportunity to seize those moments and then grow your account and also get those brand deals along the way as well. So thank you for tuning in today. Cool. Thank you for for coming and sharing your I, financial I advice. To, I had to travel really far to get here and then chat with you, so it's been a pleasure.
Thanks again for tuning in to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it. And I'll see you in the next one.